What's up, you guys? Welcome to In Bloom Podcast, or welcome back. My name is Abby Aslan, and I'm the host of this podcast. First off, I want to say so sorry for missing an upload last week. Um, I take like my content creation pretty seriously. I know um, a lot of times, like content creators, I guess it's easy to just take a break because you know you're your own boss. So, like if you don't feel like doing something, you don't have to do it. But I've always treated it like a job, and I think that that's one way. Like if you know you're looking to get into being a podcaster, influencer, content creator, whatever. I mean, you have to treat it like you know, it's a job and that you're like reporting to a boss, but that boss is yourself and really stick to it for consistency. Cause I mean, you're not going to get anywhere without consistency. Um, and consistency is key, but sometimes things happen and you just have to miss a week. And that was last week for me. Um, I could have recorded like during the week, probably at a time, but like I'm in such a routine of recording on Sundays that, um, I just, it wasn't even on my mind. Like I thought I was going to be able to record over the weekend and I wasn't basically like my parents came in town because my mom's birthday was, um, Saturday of not the, not the most recent Saturday when this episode went up, but the Saturday before that. And my parents came in town for her birthday. And so I got dinner with them Friday night. Um, and then Saturday, what did I even do Saturday during the day? Oh, I was waiting, like, basically I was waiting on the stuff to come in for work. Like, I thought I was going to get it Friday. I didn't get it Friday, and then I thought I was going to get it Saturday, and I didn't get it until, like, Saturday night, and the deadline was Sunday night. So, and I had, so, I mean, like, I literally just had to do it, and since I didn't get it until late Saturday night, I didn't want to start it late at night because I was like, I need to start this with a fresh mind. Um, and we spent Saturday night with with my parents and my brother and sister-in-law um, getting, you know, dinner with them and then hanging out at their place, but still got home like early or whatever. But I was just like, I can't start this at night. So I got up early on Sunday and I worked for like 13 hours on Sunday. I wasn't expecting it to take as long as it did, but it took that long and I got done working at like 10 p.m. And I had like a quick dinner break and a quick like lunch break, but um, yeah, and I, I really had to set a boundary with myself because I got done at like 10 or 10.30 at night on Sunday, and I was like, okay, I have time to record my podcast, and my podcast is fully planned. Like, Saturday morning, while I was waiting on the work to come in, I was like, okay, I need to use this time wisely, so I like plan- finished planning out my podcast episode, and I filmed um, and edited a video while I was waiting, Um and then Sunday came around, didn't have time to record it. And I like really had to set that boundary with myself and be like, I'm not going to force myself to sit at my computer any longer since I just did like 12 or 13 hours of actual like work, not just like sitting at my desk for 12 or 13 hours, only doing like five hours of work. No, it was like literally every hour I was working of that time. And, um, it was really draining. And I knew that like, going into another week like I was like I don't need to stay up any later I don't need to be in front of a screen any longer because it's just going to make my start to you know the week like really rough if I'm like starting off like exhausted already which I was going to be regardless so I guess what's one more hour of working at that point but I, I truly just couldn't I needed to go to bed so I know I don't owe you guys like an explanation per se and that I don't have to justify it and everything but I want to because like I said I do take it seriously and I know that like it's something that matters so much to me and I absolutely love doing this every week and when I don't get to it sucks um and I know that like all of you guys were like really supportive when I said I couldn't upload so I appreciate you for 
allowing me to like take the time to <laughs> not have to record this past week but thankfully um I still have like the episode planned and I can just record it this week and pick back right back up where we left off so I'm actually really excited for this week's episode um it's I might like revisit this episode at a later time as I continue to grow with this mindset and as I continue to learn more but this is sort of a I guess like a episode that I've wanted to do but I haven't I haven't known how to articulate it I guess and it's I'm basically just going to be talking about unlearning hustle culture and how to show up for yourself without burning out and you're probably like why should I listen to a word you have to say after what you just like preface this episode with and explained (laughs) about work but sometimes things just have to be done and you literally just don't have a choice so you know I just had to do that so let's put aside the fact that I had to work like (laughs) so many hours on last Sunday and I'm gonna have to work this weekend let's put that to the side and just think of the bigger picture here of things that you know you can choose like for example you know I feel like I would be buying myself into hustle culture if I would have forced myself to record the podcast just for the sake of getting it up on Monday um and I didn't want to like upload on Wednesday and then like force myself to have to have a whole other one planned by the next Monday or anything like that so I was like I'm just gonna you know push things back a week and it'll be fine but I really think you guys will enjoy this episode I think um I'm, the way I'm kind of starting it out, you'll see, I'm just going to like talk a lot about my background just with sort of how I fell into hustle culture and how it like affected me and then kind of un- how I'm like unlearning it and like my perspective of, you know, working hard because it's completely changed over the years. And then I'm just going to give y'all like my three biggest tips for like working really hard without running into burnout I don't want to sit here and give you like 10 soft tips and them be like basic things you already know and some of them you're gonna already know but I think some of you really need to hear the three things I have to say because it's three things I like literally think I'm gonna put this on a freaking sticky note and put it on my mirror um just so that I can like remind myself of it like any chance I get because I think that it's really easy to fall into bad habits that are associated with hustle culture and associated with getting yourself burnt out and if you can like consciously make the decision to implement other habits that are going to kind of steer you off that path of you know just grinding way too hard and going down a road of burnout it will help you so much with your work and you'll find like you do everything like way more effectively and efficiently which I think is, you know, what it's all about is doing things more effectively and efficiently because you don't realize it, but when you're working yourself into the ground, you end up becoming a lot more inefficient. You end up like really eating a lot of time and taking a lot more time than you should doing things just because you're not taking care of a lot of core needs. So we'll get into that. But before we do, um, I wanted to start off this week's episode with my quote, and it's actually coming from TikTok, which like, who would have thought I would be pulling a freaking quote from TikTok? I actually have to find it. Okay. I sent it to my friend Savannah the other day, um, and it was so eye-opening for me. I, I, I need like a, a sticky note wall, but I don't want it to be, it's funny because like, I don't want it to be vis- visible, like where other people can see it. And I honestly don't want to look at sticky notes on a wall because then my room will feel like a classroom, but 
I want it to be somewhere where I can see it every day because a lot I think with like the way the short form content is on TikTok it's like you see something and you're like wow that's so profound that's really eye-opening that's incredible and then you scroll past it and forget about it and it's like I saw this the other day and I thought that and I sent it to my friend Savannah and I was like this is crazy like this is such like so eye-opening but it's like I was dwelling on that all day long and then I forgot about it but it's like that's what this like short form content does to us like our attention span and you know how we remember things and our like short-term memory I feel like is just totally like flawed now (laughs) because of social media but it's okay um the quote is just take a minute like hear me out this is so good um it's from dale dot ornish o-r-n-i-s-h on tiktok and the quote says your purpose in life is not to love yourself but to love being yourself if your goal is to love yourself then your focus is directed inward toward yourself and you end up constantly watching yourself from the outside disconnected trying to summon the correct feelings towards yourself or fashion yourself into something you can approve of if your goal is to love being yourself then your focus is directed out directed outward towards life on living and making decisions based on what brings you pleasure and fulfillment be the subject not the object it doesn't matter what you think of yourself you're experiencing life life is not experiencing you oh my gosh like did that like strike a nerve in anybody else when they heard that I mean maybe you need to like read it to like really soak it in and like go to his TikTok but I don't know if you're like an auditory or a visual person but either way that should have I hope that like struck a nerve in you somehow because I feel like I kind of fell in this rabbit hole of being very outer body towards my own self and like almost being very disassociated from things in my life and I think part of that was probably like a coping mechanism to like difficulties that I've been like working through over the years and everything um to like avoid my problems and like looking at myself from like an outer body type of view like this says you know like watching yourself from the outside disconnected and trying to summon the correct feelings towards yourself into something you can approve of which is like so crazy because that like literally just hit the nail on the head with how I feel like I've looked at the whole perspective and the whole act of loving myself that's exactly how it's been for me you know it's like taking a look at myself and being like what can I like fix and put here to like make myself into this image of me that I want to be and it's like yeah that's good for self-improvement but if that's like the only way you're looking at loving yourself it's gonna just turn into like this it's almost the opposite um you're gonna be basically doing the opposite of what you want to do in the long run because it's just gonna turn into like literally you not even you know love loving being yourself because you're so focused on loving you know the vision of you and the version of you that you're seeing like from the outer body like looking at yourself if that makes any sense probably not but (laughs) i'm trying to explain it it's really hard to explain he put it in really great words though so um but yeah being the subject not the object like you are experiencing life life is not experiencing you all of that was just so good like there was not a single like sentence in there that was fluff that was all so good and I just really really think I am trying to get back to a place of living my life making decisions based on what brings me that pleasure and fulfillment like the quote says because I think so much of my life has been lived um not doing that and you know trying to make I'm trying to like approve of who I am and by doing that I've like kind of 
my, my the way I approve of who I am is so tied to external validation from others instead of myself. So in in seeing myself that way, I've just sort of fallen astray from, you know, living and making decisions that do bring me joy and everything like that. And I don't want to say like entirely because um, I do things that do bring me joy. But I think like a lot of the de- big decisions I've made in my life have not been rooted in that, which is now causing issues. Um, <laughs> so that's that that's a quote really deep really good i loved it um my goal for this week i really want to just get back into which i'm i'm trying to give myself some grace here like i'm not sitting here saying like i need to like get into this hardcore routine i'm not trying to like get into anything i'm not trying to get in over my head with a routine or anything i am still doing really good with like I've been very consistent with exercising three times a week. I really would like to bump that up to four and I totally can. Um, It's just been a little difficult with like my weekends being occupied and everything. But um, I've been consistently working out three times a week. I have been good. Um, I've been very consistent with like gua showing my face every morning for like the last month, which is incredible Um, because I was wanting to do that consistently for so long and I just started like, I'm finally like in a routine with it. So like there's like little things that I'm very in routine with and I've like developed as habits, but I've sort of, because of like work and just being tired, I've fallen into like some habits that I don't necessarily love that I know if I replaced with something that would like give me more dopamine in the morning and just like feel happier. And instead of just like, snoozing my alarm getting on my phone in the morning you know snoozing it as late as I possibly can and then not really doing anything for myself in the morning and just having to jump right on the work I really hate doing that but this week I I like caught myself I was like Abby you're like falling into exactly what isn't good for your mental health and like I need to check myself out of it and like granted if I need sleep I'm gonna give myself sleep and I'm gonna let myself sleep as late as I need to which that was the case this week but you know especially like Monday and Tuesday and I'm recording this on a Thursday night. Um, it's kind of late, but I was just like, I I don't know. I, I was just looking at in reflection at, at this week so far. I'm just like, and even some of last week, I'm like, wow, I've, you know, really let go on a couple of the things that I was doing in the mornings, like making sure I was journaling and, you know, not getting on my phone first thing and making sure I was drinking water and staying hydrated, like things that are good for me and make me feel better throughout the day and just make me happier to be awake in the morning. I've kind of given up on doing just out of like laziness because I am just falling into like those bad habits, which like I said, there's like a line to be drawn between, you know, giving yourself grace with like giving you yourself what you need when you need it. And then also knowing, okay, like this is contributing to better mental health. So I need to maintain this in my routine because I need to maintain my mental health. So that's what I kind of just want to be better about um going into like the weekend or next week about you know not picking up my phone first thing in the morning and not snoozing I think I'm going to start charging my phone um on the other side of my room so it forces me to like get up and actually have to like manually like turn off the snooze by like standing up and walking to the other side of the room and that way I'm not like just rolling over and getting on my phone and um either like responding to people or opening social media or my email or um snoozing I just like don't want to be doing that because it just like does not start my morning off on the right note and I just notice I'm in way worse of a mood when I do that and you know like keeping water by my bed so that I like have it there ready for me to start the day and um 
being better about to just like actually unwinding at night, which that can be really difficult too with work sometimes, but at least giving myself 30 minutes, like I owe myself 20 to 30 minutes, like a night to just unwind at bare minimum. So just be better about those things in general, because my mental health has been suffering to say the least this week. Um, I've had, I've literally cried every single day and it's like five minute cries, but I'm just like, I have to cry to let it out because if I don't, I'm just going to like all these feelings just remain built up in me and I just have to let them out and then I'm fine. But I don't know. It's just been a tough week. I don't know how everybody else's week has been going. Mine has not been good, Um, but I hope y'all's has been, you know, good and, you know, better days ahead. Um, Every every bad day what's that what's that phrase or saying it's like every bad day comes to an end or something like that or every bad day has its end I don't know something like that I always try to think of that I'm like you know tomorrow's a new day I don't have to carry today into tomorrow and I try to like hang on to that every time I have a bad day um and my gratitude I'm just thankful that I got to see family last weekend it was really um refreshing and just like good to be with all of my family like my boyfriend and I and then my um brother and sister-in-law and then my parents like all of us together a lot of times it'll like just be me with my parents or like just my mom or you know something like that where it's not all of us so it was really nice for all of us to be together and it was just refreshing to have that family time even though it was like really short um it was still really nice and I've been missing home a lot lately and I think it's just because I'm struggling with the pace of life um in a big city and just like how (laughs) vastly different it is like just from what I'm used to in my college town and back home um and it's just like making me miss home and just like how I could literally just you know drive five minutes to the beach and like literally just feel the strongest sense of peace like ever and it's just like I just don't really ever feel at peace anymore and I'm like trying to find that I guess and it's just like I'm craving that feeling so like my heart and my soul like instantly thinks back to home in the beach when I like I'm craving that feeling you know what I mean um so it's been really hard and I think like seeing my family like helped provide it a little bit of that in me again but let's go ahead and get into the episode um I feel like I've been rambling for way too long so let's get into it um first off let's just you know dive right in why have I always been so obsessed with working hard and achieving things and striving to be the best and number one at like everything I do? Um, I think back and it all goes back to elementary school. Um, I just had this self-imposed like purely done by myself. I don't, I cannot recall a time where anyone like was like, you have to be the best at everything you do. If you're not the best, then like, you know, it, you suck I'd like nobody's ever said anything like that to me that I can recall and you know like my parents have always said just do your best and that's all that matters and you know we'll always be happy for you as long as you tried your best and everything like that like you know that kind of thing and I don't know it just all goes back to elementary school and that self-imposed standard of being the best and then I think of gymnastics and how that sort of like when I was at a young and impressionable age that just sort of imposed a further a standard of perfectionism in my life um because you're constantly striving you know for a perfect score in gymnastics with like no flaws and that kind of starts to bleed into other areas of your life when you're spending so many hours at practice doing that every week um and then also just like I remember in elementary school like I just I always wanted to be like my teacher's favorite like I always wanted 
I never wanted to like let my teacher down like I always wanted to get a hundreds on everything I did um and I like literally I had to move my clip like one time when I was in elementary school from green to yellow and I my mom taught at my at the school I went to like for elementary school growing up um because she's a teacher and I remember I told my teacher that I needed to like go get chap I remember this so well I said I used to like lick my lips really bad when I was little to where I would have like giant red rings around my lips from the dry skin and I I don't know why I did that I honestly just it was a weird bad habit I had and um a lot like it was normal and common for me to go get chapstick from my mom and I went up to my teacher like five minutes after I moved my clip and I was like can I go get chapstick from my mom's room and I had tears in my eyes and she let me go. And I just remember I walked in my mom's room and I just started like bawling. And I'm like, why was that like, why? Like, why did I feel like that was such a bad thing? Like that was the only time in my life I had ever like gotten in any kind of trouble. And it was, I literally even remember what it was for, but I'm not even here to tell that story because it, it was literally so dumb. Um, but just like things like that. I'm like, why was I so, because I mean, that's like a very young age. That was first grade. So it's like, what could have like, why, am I just naturally wired this way? Like, what's the issue like with me and like external validation and like needing to be viewed as the best by others? Like what in my brain is wired differently that like, ha- that gives me that natural like want and desire. And, you know, I've just had this chronic fear like all my life of not being what others expect me to be. And you know, I think I thrived so much off of external validation when I was younger. I definitely don't think it's near as big as a factor now as it used to be in my life. But like when I was really little, I think that, you know, I just would do anything to like, just make sure that I was being validated by like everybody around me. And, um, then in high school, which I've probably talked about some of this before, um I got like pretty depressed honestly I want to say just because I do looking back on the time um I mean I was I was definitely really struggling I didn't really like ever communicate it with anybody but I was really really struggling because I was having a bit of an identity crisis and feeling like no matter how hard I tried um I was never good enough at anything after having things come pretty easily to me for so long. So I had like tied so much of my identity to external validation and praise from others. So then when I got in high school and I was just kind of like okay, I have to like work really really freaking hard to get, you know, really good grades and be at the top of my class with all these college classes and it doesn't come easily to me. And it takes a lot of hard work and sacrifice. And then like the sports I played since I quit gymnastics, like I was new to a lot of the sports and I, you know, pretty much sucked. And like, I was just like, this is just hard. Um, And I just remember being so upset and asking myself all the time, you know, like, why am I not good enough? And looking back, you know, I just want to give young me a hug because I'm like, I was, I was enough as I was. I just convinced myself somewhere along the way that if I'm not the best at something and if I'm not perfect, then it meant I wasn't enough. And that's obviously not the case. And when I realized that if I tried like really, really hard in school, I could get really close to the best, also known as being at the top of my class. So I did everything I could to secure that because I just desperately needed something to cling to and make a part of my identity to allow me to feel fulfilled. And I had such a low level of self-esteem and was so used to tying my worth to performance 
that I genuinely just didn't know what to do when I got the high school and not good enough according to my own standards, which were very unrealistic, obviously. So this obviously led to me clinging to academics and shaping it into my identity since it was the closest I could get to perfection. And if it would have been sports, then I would have clung to sports. But like, that was just like what I saw. Like I, I could, you know, I got a taste of, I remember, I literally remember the day like it was yesterday when I like realized I was fourth in my class, my sophomore year of high school. And like that day, I can like remember where I was standing in the hallway and like the two classes it was between. And I was like, I'm gonna like fully commit myself to this. And I decided right then and there that like that was gonna be what I committed, like all of my effort and energy to. And this was obviously, you know, super unhealthy because I set this self-imposed standard of perfection for myself. And I was like, you know, if I can't be the best at something like then I have no worth as an individual. And that's obviously inherently impossible to attain. And it just bleeds into setting that standard in every other area of my life. And it put me in a position where, you know, I was continuously defining my worth based on external things and tying it to performance instead of just accepting myself wholly as I was. And then I went through college and I carried that with me, but I loosened the standard a lot as I started to develop self-esteem and confidence for the first time ever because I had started my YouTube channel and I started doing what I loved without caring what others thought. And that is one of the strongest and most effective ways to develop confidence and self-esteem is to unapologetically just be yourself and do whatever the freaking crap you want because that will build your confidence and self-esteem like nothing else and I started to unlearn those toxic habits of tying my worth to my performance because I was able to start seeing myself as enough regardless of what I did or didn't achieve however I was fully bought into hustle culture and I lived my life and made my decisions from a fear-based mindset you know fear of not getting the job I felt I needed out of college um, or you know the best looking job to others because that's just how my mind has always been wired is I need to like look the best to others which I think all of that was rooted in my really low self-esteem that I had when I was younger and my fear of not making enough money to support myself and my family like in the future and fear of not doing what I love because I just was so scared of falling into something and, you know, dreading getting up every day and having to do it. And all of this ended up turning into this cyclical process. You know, I had finally found my worth and confidence intrinsically, and I no longer felt the need to be perfect in academics anymore or really any area of, in my life. Um, and I kind of let go of that. But in hindsight, I see where that habit still managed to creep into other areas of my life because I managed to solve the self-esteem problem, but I never got rid of the perfectionism. And I instead did the absolute most, you know, to be perfect in other areas of my life. You know, I let go. I was like, there's no way I'm gonna, you know, come out of like college with all A's in every single class. Like it's just not gonna happen with everything I have going on. And I got pretty dang close, but like, it's I just completely accepted I was like that was a high school thing to get me to what I wanted to have in college at you know little to no cost for myself and that was that but I you know did the most to be the my idea of like a perfect girlfriend the perfect employee as a TA at school and like the perfect content creator and you know 
uploading what people wanted to see even if I wanted to try something else for like a different video and running myself down to upload you know more videos than I could handle when I should have been you know just like chilling out and enjoying my free time in college a little bit more and the sad part is that no one was asking me or demanding me to go to the extent that I did with these things like nobody was like you're doing a bad job at you know being a friend or a girlfriend or a TA or a content creator like nobody was telling me that stuff like I was just like I have to be perfect in some area of my life or I cannot function and when I say I have to be perfect it's funny because I thought that way but I knew that I wasn't but it was just like I needed to be striving for perfection or I like would just fall to shambles because I just needed something to tie my worth to especially when the self-esteem and the confidence got low and you know, I was the one who willingly drove myself into the ground because I still have that perfectionist habit and spirit in me. And I set a standard of perfection in all areas of my life without even knowing it um, from such a young age. And, you know, like I would eliminate the standard of perfectionism in one area, but I would end up just translating it to another area of life. And while I, I had accepted that I couldn't, you know, be the best or perfect in college, I still held on to the perfectionist nature in the sense that like when I studied, I had to like re- study and review everything possible or I had horrible test anxiety that I, you know, wasn't going to do enough or that I wasn't doing enough to prepare for my exam. And, you know, the things that I didn't look at would cause me to fail when in reality, you know, there's a much less intensive and more effective approach to take for studying that would have gotten me the same or even better results. You know, so in a nutshell, I unlearned tying my worth to my performance, but I ultimately got tied up in hustle culture and my longtime perfectionist tendencies that I started, you know, to tie my worth to productivity. And that was like the transition from high school to college. You know, high school, I was so focused on performance. And then when I kind of, that's like what I tied all my worth to. And then college, I started tying. Like that's when I feel like hustle culture, I was really, really bought into it and not like knowingly. Like I didn't realize how bad I was in it. I'm sure like people who have like been around consuming my content for a long time, like maybe you've picked up on like how just kind of no chill I had when it came to just like constantly, you know, being engaged in some form of productivity and the whole toxic productivity type of thing. Um, But that's just kind of how I transformed that into college. You know, instead of being so focused on my performance, it was more so of like, oh, I'm, you know, so worried about like just not being productive at any moment of the day because I'm always thinking about like the next thing that needs to be done and never allowing myself to like truly rest and feeling guilty for taking breaks and things like that. And um, just feeling like I needed my schedule to be booked in order to feel like worthy as like a college student and in order to just like feel like I was good enough to get the interviews I wanted, the positions I wanted and XYZ. But as far as unlearning that hustle culture goes, I think it really boils down to this. You know, there is a big, big difference between striving for perfection in all you do and being a perfectionist or setting a standard of perfection. You know, the former striving for perfection that's about like showing up and giving your 100% in everything you do, in my opinion. But the catch is that your 100% is going to look different and it's variable. 
and it's going to be different every day. It doesn't mean that you're giving the exact same effort and the exact same time commitment to the exact same things all the time. It's something you adjust based on what you feel capable of in any given moment and how much you're willing to push your limits on any given day. And that's how I live my life now. I strive my per- strive for perfection by giving my 100% in all I do, which looks different day to day. But accepting that while I strive for perfection, I know that I'll never reach it and I'm okay with that and I am at peace with that because I live by the standard of doing my best and just, you know, finding comfort in that and whatever my best may mean on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, the latter part of that which is setting a standard of perfection that provides no room for grace, no room for forgiveness and no room for adjustment based on what you're capable of giving on a given day. You know, you can't expect yourself to achieve the same 100% each day because it's truly going to look different based on what's being asked of you and the energy you have to give. And I used to live my life this way. Like I would say, honestly, all through high school and probably through most of college up until maybe my year of grad school and it did nothing but lead me to never being satisfied and just honestly consistent and constant disappointment since I was setting myself up for failure the moment I set that standard of perfection since it would never be reached and hustle culture is aligned with this in the way that you know it promotes hustling no matter the cost and it doesn't allow room for adjustment based on what you feel that you can give each day it calls for every moment of every day to be spent working towards something even if it didn't need to be worked on at that moment which is entirely unrealistic and it robs you of the ability to rest and take care of your basic needs and unlearning setting a standard of perfection and transforming it into a mindset of, you know, striving towards perfection and showing up with all that you can. That's something that like I'm still working on, but I'm at a place now where I at least know the difference and I've tried to implement that in my life. And, you know, when it's, for example, like, let me just put this in the perspective because I feel like those, there's just like this really thin, small line between the two and I may seem like I'm talking about the exact same thing here, but I promise there is a difference between striving for perfection and setting a standard of perfection. I don't think there's anything wrong with striving for perfection if you have a healthy mindset with it and if you can accept that like the perfection is never going to be reached. It just means giving your 100%, whatever your 100% may mean that day, to each day and what everything you do. You know, for example, um, when it's time for me to show up for something, whether that's you know, a task I have at work or going to spin class or planning out a podcast, um, showing love to people in my life, I try to show up 100%. Obviously, I'm not going to do that 100% of the time because that's the whole standard of perfection situation at play. But that's what I'm aiming for at all times. Does that make sense? You know, there's a difference between me expecting myself to show up 100%, 100% of the time and me striving to show up for myself and for others 100 like with my 100% but accepting that it's going to be different you know based on each day and what i have to give and you know personally i believe that when you don't give your 100% to what you do you're holding yourself back and you're not getting sight of your full potential 
if you don't show up all the way when it's time for you to show up. And you may think that kind of goes against everything I just said, but I encourage you to think a little bit deeper if you're thinking that me saying that is toxic like productivity or buys on the hustle culture in any way. You know, showing up 100%, like I said, it looks different each day and each time you do something. Giving my 100% to spin class one day is going to look different than what my 100% would look like on a day where my body's really sore from a workout I did the day before. And I'm still going to try my best, but I'm accepting that my 100% looks different than it may have yesterday. And I'm pushing my limits while still respecting them. And I'm not saying to, you know, grind hard, give your 100% to every minute of the day. I'm just talking about to everything you do, whatever that subjective 100% is. You know, it applies to resting too. If you're resting, give your 100% to resting. And I'm just talking about like when you commit to doing something, commit your best to it each time and set your standard as your best in all that you do. So that way, you know, you can decide to push your limits on your own time and on your own energy and show up with your 100% based on what that 100% looks like. And it's not about hustling 100% of the time. It's about showing up 100% when it is time so that you don't, you know, deprive yourself of your potential and you can always find peace in knowing that you tried your best, you know, because it can suck to like look back and think, oh, I wish I would have, you know, tried a little harder on, you know, this or worked a little harder for this. And like, I think inevitably we're all going to like feel that way about things in our life because we can't like perfectly, you know, say we tried our best with everything we've done in our life. But I think that, you know, striving to give your 100% to all that you do, whatever that may mean on a day-to-day basis, just puts you in a position to where you can be like at peace more often with your efforts, if that makes sense. And I just feel like hustle culture preaches operating at, you know, maximum capacity 100% of the time and hustling just to be able to say you're hustling. Um while striving for perfection, you know, it respects your ever-changing boundaries and your capacity each day to help you define what that 100% means for you with each thing you're committing yourself to. It's not like me saying like, I'm giving 100% to my day and I'm going to like make every hour of my day productive today. Like, no, it's me saying like, I have to work today. I'm going to do my best with the tasks I'm given at work. I am going to work out today and I'm just going to show up for myself and really give my 100% to this workout. And then I am planning on having a relaxing night like with my boyfriend and then going to like do some self-care. So I'm going to give my 100% to those things. And whatever that may mean, like I may have I may have had a really tough day at work that day and I may be mentally exhausted. So maybe I want to do something a little bit more mindless when I'm spending time with my boyfriend. So we do something like play Mario Kart or something, but I give my 100% to that. Like that's what I'm talking about. Does that make sense? Um, I just, I don't know. There is an extremely, extremely, extremely fine line between the two and you may be listening to this and not seeing it or understanding the difference in the two that I've tried to articulate but since I've lived on both sides of it I know firsthand that there is a very profound difference between you know striving for perfection and setting a standard of perfection but I do see how from an outsider's point of view who hasn't really like experienced both sides of 
that situation that they sound, you know, strikingly similar, like for sure. And I think being a hard worker and a workaholic are also entirely different and it's important to distinguish between the two. I think being a hard worker goes hand in hand with, you know, striving for giving your 100% to everything and striving for perfection, if that's what you want to call it. And then I think being a workaholic really like lends itself to the perfectionism and hustle culture and um, setting a standard of perfection. So that's my bits on that with drawing that line. And I hope that made sense because like I felt like it was very eye-opening for me when I was planning this episode last week because I was able to truly reflect on like how I've lived my life into like completely different from two completely different mindsets like I've lived in the mindset of I'm setting a standard of perfection in everything I do and I was a hundred percent like my most in my most sad in my most like low self-esteem and in my like some of my deepest darkest days were spent living like when I was in that mindset of setting a standard of perfection um for everything I do whereas on the other side of that I'd say for the last two years three years maybe I've you know just tried to strive for perfection in everything I do but accept that it's not going to be reached and just have really aimed to give my 100% to whatever it is that I'm committing to. And I've been much more at peace. I've had better self-esteem and confidence. And like, obviously all of those things, you know, are impacted by other things going on in your life. So, you know, I had periods of time where, you know, maybe I had way higher self-confidence during the times when I was being a workaholic and when I was living under that standard of perfection. But I think all in all, like, I can see, you know, looking at my life, I'm like, okay, like, clearly one of these is way better for your mental health than the other. And I think that, you know, just striving to show up when it's time for you to show up um, and show up 100% is something that allows you to be at peace with your efforts and knowing you did all you could um, and also just be at peace knowing that, like, you gave your best and that you know your best was enough and that that is enough and you are enough and like I just lived so long not thinking that way that now I can just like really see the difference but going off of that how do you work hard and show up your for yourself without burning out because don't get me wrong it's great to you know strive to give your 100% to everything you do but if you have, you know, like workaholic type of tendencies, you can definitely like turn that into a road that leads to burnout and a road that leads to, you know, just a lot of exhaustion. And it's definitely something I still struggle with at times. But I think all in all, I found like three very like helpful things for me that have transformed my ability to like show up for myself in multiple areas without feeling like completely drained. And I definitely feel borderline completely drained right now, but it's literally just because of this season of my job right now. Um, I don't feel like I'm being stretched thin from YouTube or my podcast because I've literally scaled so far back on it. Like you guys don't even understand the difference in the amount of time I spend 
um, pre having a full-time job and post having like, or not post while I'm having a full-time job with it. Like I, I look forward to doing this cause it's truly an escape for me. But the only aspect of it that I dread is like sitting at my desk to edit and record podcasts. And like, I'm going to fix that by getting rid of my desktop, um, MacBook or Mac and then getting a MacBook so that I can like edit in bed and edit on the couch and like be comfortable instead of sitting at my desk for even longer than I already am, which I know I've talked about before. Um, but anyways, that was a tangent. Number one, how do you work hard and show up for yourself without falling into burnout? It starts with the basics. Um, your basic biological and physiological needs. I This takes me back to AP psychology. Was it Maslow's? hierarchy of needs I think I think that was his name I don't know um but how can you expect yourself to show up and give 100% to your day and your obligations if you aren't giving 100% to your basic needs if you aren't fulfilling your basic needs such as you know getting proper fuel uh whether that's you know the food you're eating the water you're drinking the water you're drinking oh my gosh the amount of water you're drinking um the amount of sleep you're getting exercising and moving your body, basic hygiene, you know, you're inevitably going to compromise other areas of your life if you are compromising the basics. And, you know, if you're not sleeping enough, you're not going to be well rested enough to work efficiently and effectively. And in the long run, you can save yourself a lot of time by tending to those basic needs because they are the foundation for how we perform in the rest of our areas of our life. And I think so many people cut corners when it comes to the basics And then they wonder, you know, why they're constantly feeling exhausted and drained or they just feel, you know, just like they can't do things properly or it's taking them longer than usual to do something. And what I have to say to that is like, let me see like how much you're sleeping. Let me see if you're properly hydrated, if you're, you know, eating foods like a well-balanced you know just I don't want to say diet but you know what I mean like a well-balanced diet in the sense that like you're eating foods that are giving you proper nutrients because our bodies do need you know certain vitamins and nutrients to function effectively and at its best and you know looking at those things can really help you see like oh, like maybe if I just got an extra hour of sleep every night because I'm only sleeping like six hours a night on average, let's see like how that helps me. And, you know, you do have that hour in your day to give yourself, I promise. Um, And I just think that if the foundation is broken or just isn't strong to begin with, you're likely going to waste a lot of time that could be used resting or doing something else you enjoy since your foundation isn't in a place that allows you to be efficient when it comes time for you to show up for your obligations. And I think of like little high school me and I did not sleep. You guys, I like probably at most consecutively would get five hours of sleep a night. And, um, that was because like my routine was, you know, I would go to school all day and then I would, I think if I remember correctly, I think like my volleyball practice was like, um, once I was on varsity, it was like a little bit later in the afternoon and it wasn't immediately after school. So I would have like time to like do homework, but I wouldn't get all of it done. And then I would go to practice. I'd get home like late, have a late dinner. A lot of times, like the way I ate in high school was horrible. Like I was not like 
properly fueling myself and it was like literally just because one I was so picky and two I just I don't know like I remember like I hated eating my lunch at school and like all this stuff and then I would get home from volleyball eat my late dinner and then I would um start working on my homework and I would fall asleep doing my homework and then I would wake up at 2 a.m and I would be like oh my gosh I still have homework to finish or I still have to keep studying I would finish whatever I had go to sleep for a few more hours and then just you know obviously get up very early like 6 a.m to start the day again and that was like literally how I lived my life I don't know how I had any energy to do any of what I was doing because if I live that way today like my body just would not be able to do it and it would literally shut down um and it affected like the energy I had like I feel like if I was properly sleeping I wouldn't have had to spend as much time um studying because my mind would feel more clear and like I would have had more energy to give him like playing my sport and everything but I just like wasn't really taking care of any of my basic needs and that affected my you know just like how I was able to show up in other areas of my life and I'm not saying it would make me a better student or like a better you know player necessarily because that's (laughs) there I am tying my um worth to my or not my well yeah technically tying like my worth to my performance I'm like oh I could have been better if I just like did this which like yes statistically speaking probably I would have been you know able to um you know, maybe play with a little bit more energy or something in the sport. But like at the end of the day, it's just like I couldn't give very much to much in my life just because I was so deprived of like the basics. And I really learned to prioritize rest and properly fueling my body over the last two years. And it has absolutely transformed my energy. Oh my gosh, because I think back to like how I in college, like I would always just feel like I needed a nap at like 2 p.m. and like I still definitely hit those slumps every now and then but I very rarely do I feel like I need to like go lay down and take a nap like there were days in college where like I would be in class and I would be falling asleep at 2 p.m. and I like I don't know like I that just doesn't happen now and I think it's because I've really learned how to take care of you know my basic needs and get the right amount of rest and like really prioritize respecting my body's like clock and my circadian rhythm you know like trying to just like shut down as much as I can um at a certain hour of the night have a consistent sleep schedule and you know I'm not like out here trying to get like nine hours of sleep I'm just like I'm very much so like a I can I can do seven hours usually but I really aim to have seven and a half to eight every single night and um that's the goal and it has absolutely just transformed my energy and the same thing like I try to focus a lot more on like eating like whole nutrient rich foods, you know, like actual vegetables and not like trying to get them through like veggie straws or something, which like they're still good. I'm not saying you can't eat veggie straws. I'm just saying like you can't replace like the whole foods um, because they are like the raw source. And I've just noticed a difference in my energy and based off of like how I've changed like how I eat because I think in college you know obviously as a college student it's like you know you don't have a lot of money you are trying to get by on eating like with not a lot of money and not a lot of time so you're just kind of like eating a lot of processed stuff which is fine and normal but it does take a toll on your energy and um you know I think we like look past that when we're in college which is like fine because you know you're living your life 
but I like looking back I can see I'm like wow that literally had so much to do with why I had no energy because I was never really eating a true lunch like and I wasn't really getting most of my nutrients in until the end of the day and even then it wasn't like the proper amount of nutrients so just please 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 like I'm promising you that your basic needs um will help you so much when it comes to showing up for yourself without burning out because taking care of those things is what keeps you balanced and if you're not getting enough sleep you're gonna feel a lot more lethargic and burnt out a lot quicker um, because your mind's not really your mind and your body both don't really have the time to reset that it needs and the same goes for you know fueling your body properly and exercising and taking care of making sure you're moving your body and like getting those endorphins flowing um, because you have to have those things that pull you away from like the stressors in your life that allow you to experience that you know positive energy and just really help you um, sort of reset because I like to think of like my when I work out and everything I'm like okay I'm resetting like this is just a way for me to like reset the re- like everything else that's happened today like I'm just stepping away and I am committing myself to this workout and you know how I feel I'm like literally chasing how I feel afterwards like all day long because I just love the feeling of how I feel after I work out and it allows me to even sleep better so that all in all like all of these things are tied together and if you can really find a good balance with taking care of all of those things you won't feel like burnt out like near as quickly like I can promise you like I have been juggling the same amount of things on my plate Um, obviously right now it's completely different with like the full-time job, but like throughout college, like I was always balancing, you know, a TA position. I was balancing being a content creator and being a student. And I was doing that for all years of college, except for my freshman year. I felt so burnt out all the time, my sophomore, junior and senior, well, senior year up until COVID. Um, I felt burnt out like all the time. And I just felt like I could never catch a break. When I was in grad school, I really took a step back and I, I think COVID is like just quarantine and everything and like really teaching all of us to slow down and everything. During that time, I learned, you know, how important it was to just like properly rest and take care of those basic needs. And I started prioritizing that and really like truly living by that. And I like was balancing all those same things with even harder classes with an even harder TA position and more of a time commitment TA position. Um, And I didn't ever feel burnt out really. Like I would obviously have my weeks of school where like I just had a lot going on and it was a lot and I would get burnt out like from doing like schoolwork all the time, but it's like it didn't happen near as quickly and I could tolerate a lot more because I was taking care of my basic needs. So that's my long spiel on that. But the second thing is to let things be easy and what I mean by this is it's so messed up that I used to like and sometimes still do honestly function this way I just make a lot of things more difficult and overwhelming than they need to be you know for example I mentioned my sort of perfectionist approach to studying earlier feeling like I need to cover every single little note in part of a textbook before an exam or else I would just tack on an extra level of anxiety to my Um, fear of not passing and everything and all of that was rooted in convincing myself if I didn't cover 
all of my bases, you know, I was setting myself up for failure, which was entirely wrong. You know, you aren't going to be tested on every detail of every single thing. Um, and this approach was fear-based and out of fear of failing and fear of not being prepared enough. And it also lent itself to honestly studying for memorization rather than like knowing a process because a lot of times, you know, your teachers are going to throw curveball questions at you that weren't in any of your materials. And you can't, you know, be successful in those types of questions if you don't know the process of something. And I was making things so much more overwhelming than they needed to be. And there were other effective ways for me to study and do that with and get the same grades and possibly even better that were way less stressful than trying to cover every single one of my bases. And likewise, you know, in other areas of life, especially if you're used to being a perfectionist and you're used to hustle culture, we often think that if things aren't hard or don't require an extensive effort, it means it isn't successful or that it's less of an achievement. When in reality, not every single thing we do is going to require a ton of effort and we have to let things just be easy if they are easy. You know, there's no reason to stay up all night finishing a project for work if no one is asking you to have it done first thing the next morning. And an even more simple situation, there's no reason to think that when you're going out, you have to have a new outfit or a perfect outfit and look like your perfect self. Like... (laughs) You just need to wear what makes you comfortable and happy and stop complicating things so much. Just let them be easy and you will be so much happier and you will free up so much of your time. Like, I think my natural reaction to things is like, how can I just like make this more complicated or make this more complex when like a lot of times things just don't need to be like they are just simply inherently easy and I'm making them way more difficult I'm also this way when it comes to making decisions I'm a very indecisive person and that's something that I want to be better about and I think I've gotten better about it over the years but I make little decisions so much more complicated than they need to be like I would spend like an hour trying to like figure out what thumbnail I wanted to use on a YouTube video because I felt like it needed to look a certain way so that it could have the potential to you know, get more clicks and then bring in more of an audience or something. And I'm like, why was I spending a flipping hour of my time in college, like switching out pictures and making sure it was perfect and asking other people what they like? I'm like, it does not matter that much. It is literally a simple, easy decision. Like just freaking pick something and go with it and stop wasting your time. Abby, like, what are you doing? Um, Just like little things like that. And there's probably so many other examples I could think of. Like, I just make small things a big deal all the time and I don't know why um like it could be grocery shopping I'm like if I don't have my full-blown list made and if I haven't taken like if I have not took an inventory of my fridge and of my pantry I and I don't have a list it's like I can't go to the grocery store because it's like because I don't know what I I don't know like it's just so weird um And it's just like, just let it be easy. Just go to the grocery store. If you forget something, you forget something and you have to go get it later. Like, obviously, I'm trying to reduce trips for myself by making sure I get everything. But the reality is you're oftentimes going to run out of something or forget something. So you might as well just like let it be easy and just just do it. And I think we overcomplicate so many things. We overcomplicate like working out like we make it out to be this big, scary, like beast in our heads. And it is like it's so scary when you're starting. And it causes so much anxiety, like when you're starting a new type of class or if you're like just really getting into the gym for the first time or maybe you used to work out and you're starting up again. Those things are so scary. And 
I mean, I feel like that's not talked about a lot, like in general, just like with starting anything new. Like I think we talk about, you know, getting started, but a lot of times like the fear of starting things isn't in there. And like we just overcomplicate so, so much in our minds, but really it's just as easy as showing up and doing it. And the reason why, like, I think this is obvious, like how it helps you show up for yourself without burning out because it allows you to just, you know, take things as they are instead of like making them into something they're not in your head, which ends up, you know, causing yourself a lot more stress and inevitably leads to burnout because you're spending a lot more time and getting a lot more stressed over something that doesn't need to be that time consuming or stressful. And then last but not least um, is committing to resting and scheduling resting. And this is key for people, anybody like me who like maybe has like that natural tendency to like fill every hour of the day with something. I mean, shoot, I even did it tonight, y'all. Like I like was pretty much done. Like I had done my workout and I logged off work and ate dinner and cleaned up dinner by like nine o'clock. And I was like, okay, I have like an hour and a half before I kind of want to like be in bed. Like I can just chill or I can just go ahead and record my podcast. What did I do? I forget. I'm recording my podcast and I could have chilled, but it's like, I'm trying to think of myself over the weekend. And I think I'm going to want this time over the weekend more than I'm going to want it tonight. So, and I was in the mood to record. So we just ran with it. Um, but anyways, this is key for people who have those natural, you know, perfectionist or workaholic type of tendencies or for anyone who struggles with finding time to rest you have to treat it like any other obligation on your schedule. You know, write it in on your flipping calendar if you have to. And I used to only rest when free time came up, which was basically never because I always have looked at free time as an opportunity to get ahead or start something that I knew was going to be coming. And it's funny because I did that thinking like, oh, if I start this now or I get ahead on this, I'll have more time over the weekend to rest and chill and sometimes that was the case but most of the time what it turned into is just me consistently constantly trying to get ahead and filling every hour of my time with something because there was always something to be done but there comes a point in your life where you have to realize that like you're always going to have things to do but that doesn't mean it needs to be done right then and you know now I try to commit myself to resting like on Monday Wednesday and Sunday nights at minimum which means like 30 plus minutes of like chilling out um and just honoring whatever I want to do whether that's reading a book doing a whole self-care production taking a bath cleaning cleaning is like such a form of self-care for me most of the time unless I have a lot to do then I hate it um laying on the couch and watching tv um playing like nintendo switch with like my boyfriend or getting to bed an extra hour early even if i'm just like tired or if i just want to like get on my computer and like watch a youtube video or something even on a daily basis though i do commit myself to rest but it's usually i would say like tuesdays and thursdays are usually pretty busy and just because those are the days that i like try to commit myself to go to spend class and then also um they tend to be like not Tuesdays always, but Thursdays definitely tend to be like way busier days at work. Um, and I just try to commit myself at least to like Sunday, Monday and Wednesday so that I'm like having those days where I get more rest. And then on the other days, it's like, I at least just try to give myself like 20 minutes and, you know, accept that for what it is. But, um, you know, I, I will force it into my schedule if I have to, you know, like I'll be like, okay, like I can't say, I'm going to, 
you know, get this brand deal for a video done by this day if, like, it's just going to, like, wear me out thin. Like, I need the rest. So, like, I'm negotiating when I'm going to, like, submit this brand deal by putting myself some time to rest in between, like, finishing a work week and recording the brand deal or something. Or, I don't know, like, even just over the weekend. It's, like, Sunday I could be super productive and do it get a lot done or i could you know still get some things done but i'm gonna schedule in like three hours of just doing whatever i want and i think like doing that is so important for not burning out because if you're constantly like trying to fill your time with like the next thing that needs to get done and just always trying to like work ahead of yourself like i said i always did like during college you're gonna get so burnt out <laughs> and you're gonna like be like oh my gosh why do i never have free time like i never do anything for myself and before you know it, it becomes a habit. And then you don't even know what to do yourself, do with yourself when you have free time and you don't know how to rest. And that's kind of like what I'm unlearning now. Um, I completely forgot how to just like simply be in a moment without like thinking about the next thing and without, you know, trying to get something else done. Like I literally cannot watch like movies anymore because it just stresses me out to like sit down for that long, which is horrible um but I'm like unlearning that it's like okay I have to like literally just learn how to be okay with just being still and enjoying myself and not doing anything and not thinking about the next thing and I'm unlearning that and I know that that probably sounds really horrible but guys I'm making progress so be proud of me um and I think that it's just so so important to like make sure you're scheduling that rest because like I said it can become a habit um to just constantly be looking for the next thing to do and then when that happens you get yourself in a sticky situation where you just can't really enjoy like your free time anymore and that's like what I have been struggling with a lot over the last like two years because so much of my time in college and high school was just spent like occupying every moment of free time possible to where it's like really hard for me to decide like what I want to do when free time does come up because I'm just like wow there's so many things I could do but I just don't know how to simply be in the moment and you want to make sure you're resting just so that you are able to show up for yourself and you know have the energy to you know try something new or if you're feeling like pushing your limits and getting outside of your comfort zone like being able to do that like it's really hard to do those types of things when you're not like allowing yourself to rest so definitely can't recommend that one enough either but those are like my three biggest things that I think have been the most transformative over the last two years and this journey of unlearning hustle culture and toxic productivity and just really like leaning into taking care of myself in a way that allows me to show up for myself 100% and um, give my 100% to the things that I am committing to. Um, so I hope that this episode was like helpful for you guys. I know it was like a long one and it was a little rambly at times, but, um, I feel like this is really going to stick the best with those of you who are very similar to me. And those, those of you who may have like not really experienced any of this are just going to be like your freaking nuts woman. Um, <laughs> but I hope it was helpful and you at least got something helpful out of it. If anything, at the least, hopefully you can keep those three tips in mind. Um, if you know you're coming up on a busy season of life, um, keeping those three things in the back of your mind can really be transformative and helpful for allowing you to like be your best self and be able to, you know, just 
give your best to like whatever it is you're wanting to give your best to um, during that busy time of life. If you're, you know, taking care of your basic needs, letting things be easy and just really allowing yourself to rest and, you know, making sure you prioritize rest like any other obligation. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Be sure to join the Emblem Podcast Facebook group and follow Emblem Podcast on Instagram. It's always in the show notes. And I will talk to you all next Monday.